Hey everybody, you're listening to Spartan Crazies with Ryan and Tim. Uh, to, today we're going to talk about uh, football recruiting. Uh, we're going to recap the Western Michigan game for our basketball, and we're going to preview the uh, the MSU Northwestern game on Sunday. Uh, so uh, I guess I could start off with football. Uh, so signing day was on Thursday, I believe, and a bunch of guys signed with MSU, and then there were a couple guys who there was one guy who flipped. They got MSU got a big flip to them. One of their best prospects flipped to Notre Dame. Uh, they signed, but the majority of their class, they uh, one guy. Did not sign. I'll get into that in a little bit. Uh, and there's still a couple guys out there. They're still recruiting. So MSU winds up signing. Let me look it up. I can't remember how many guys they signed. I'm going to have to check. Um, sorry. Twenty twenty one class. I'm struggling here. Okay, let's see. All right, so MSU winds up signing, uh, looks like, twenty guys, uh, nineteen guys actually. One of them didn't sign. Uh, so the big news was. I'm gonna butcher his name, Ma Ma from uh, California, who's playing in Vegas. Um, flipped from USC to Michigan State. He's a top 150 recruit, top, the highest rated recruit in MSU's class. Um, linebacker, he's probably gonna play right away next year. So uh, big get for Michigan State. Also of note. His brother, uh, Payaye, I probably butchered his name too, uh, who was at USC, just hit the transfer portal. Uh, I'm not sure he's going to wind up at MSU because there's a lot of big-name schools like Ohio State after him. But uh, having his brother at Michigan State can't hurt. So, yeah, pretty much, I mean, signing day kind of went the way everybody expected it to. Uh, unfortunately, MSU's uh, – Big time running back commit Ardrick S. Dime wound up flipping to Notre Dame, which kind of sucks. But uh, uh, I'm going to talk about transfers in a little bit too. But MSU was able to get a big transfer in uh, Harold Joyner from Alabama, from geez, from Auburn. Uh, he was already recruited by the old staff, uh, and he had familiar familiarity with Michigan State. And uh, MSU was able to get him to come in, and all transfers are eligible right away next year. So uh, excited to see what he can do. I think MSU is going to hit the transfer portal hard. Uh, they, Like I said, they already took two guys. Uh, they took Joyner, and they also took a quarterback from Temple, um, Anthony Russo, who uh, his numbers – I mean, he set up records at Temple. He just throws a lot of picks. I don't know. He's went through three different coaches at Temple, which is kind of crazy. 
But uh, yeah, so that's at, that's at least going to give Peyton Thorne some competition for next year. Um, I'm excited to see what he can do. Uh, he's a grad transfer, so he's got one year eligibility left. And uh, yeah, we'll see what happens. Uh, I think it's a solid class for Mel Tucker, considering he wasn't allowed to have any visits on campus. Uh, so I'm excited. Uh, also, the one guy who did not sign, Ray Sean Benny, don't worry about him today. He affirmed that uh, he is 100% committed to Michigan State and will wind up signing in February. Um, so there were rumors going around by uh, the good old Michigan insiders, uh, recruiting insiders who think that literally every single kid that uh, is gonna, wants to go to Michigan uh, they said that he was going to – he might flip. Uh, that was shot down. Shocker, shocker, I'm sure. Uh, they were wrong again. So, uh, yeah, Rayshon Benny will wind up at Michigan State. Uh, really, Mel Tucker's first big-time kid out of Detroit, top 150 guy. Uh, probably will play a lot right away next year. So, yeah, uh, <clears throat> things are – I, I think Mel Tucker did a good job of this class, and I'm excited to see what happens with the transfers and see if they can grab any more guys for the late signing period. So, that being said, transfers. There were a lot of them leaving Michigan State. Uh, I think only one of them was really surprising. Uh, I'll get into that in a sec. So, MSU, I think like five or six guys have transferred out. Um, trying to think off the top of my head who's gone. Uh, I know, so not surprising at all, Rocky Lombardi hit the transfer portal. Uh, he just was not going to play quarterback at Michigan State next year. Uh, honestly, I've said it before, don't think he's a Big Ten caliber starting quarterback. Uh, just too inaccurate, makes too many mistakes. Uh, hey, he gave MSU two big wins this year, so uh, good luck, Rocky. Uh, I, I'm not surprised he's leaving. I figured he would. Uh, so he is gone. The surprising one that was kind of disappointing, and I think the staff wanted him to stay, was Julian Barnett winds up transferring the corner from Belleville. He was a top 100 recruit. Uh, I was hoping he'd stay. He's gone. Uh, he, he's gone. Davion Williams and Devontae Dobbs. Uh, also, all three of those guys. Devontae Dobbs, also a top 100 recruit. Just didn't really live up to the, his billing. Uh, Might have been overrated coming out of high school. So, uh, he, he is transferring. Davion Williams transferring. All the Belleville kids, besides Jalen Hunt, Jazz Watts, Gonzo. Uh, so we'll see if that impacts MSU recruiting at Belleville anymore. Uh, so, yeah, they're gone. Just Lord Boateng, the linebacker, gone. Uh, sure, I'm forgetting somebody. But uh, lots of guys out. I would expect even more in the next couple of weeks to be gone. Uh, we'll hear about guys probably coming in. So, a lot, expect a lot of attrition. I, I've said it for a while now. I expect a lot of attrition on this roster. 
transfers aren't a bad thing. I think if guys wind up moving on, I think Mel can get guys he wants on the roster uh, in quicker. And he can kind of do what Greg Schiano did this year with Rutgers, and he he brought in a lot of transfers, and uh, they were much improved this year. So we will see what happens. But, uh, yeah, really nothing crazy on signing day, nothing really unexpected. Um, but, yeah, two guys coming in, I think six guys out so far uh, in the last couple of weeks. So we will see what happens with Michigan State and uh, see what they do on the transfer front. Uh, Tim, if you want to go ahead and start basketball, go for it. All righty. Yeah, um, it was crazy <laughs> the last couple of days of football. Um, it's hard to make you know sense of it if it's you know some of it's just the coaches like yeah there's there's not a lot of uh room for you or you know guys really leaving it's kind of sucks but i think i i do think that uh most of these guys were told or they figured they weren't gonna play i mean if you're not really hitting the you're not playing a lot uh with this roster there's i mean let's let's be real there's not a ton of talent on this roster. And if you're a guy who's been there for two or three years and you're not playing this year, you're probably not going to play. Right. Um, you know, And it's like I'm guessing a lot of them weren't or definitely weren't recruited by Mel Tucker. So, you know. Yes. Literally every single guy yeah. other than Jordan Simmons was not recruited by Mel Tucker. Right. So it's like it's not even the guy who brought them in. It makes sense. Um, right. Well, basketball, you know, it's been a while since our last game. Um, almost so long that it's hard to remember. But uh, MSU, they uh, they uh, faced Oakland on Sunday. They did end up getting that win. It wasn't really super comfortable, but it also wasn't – like ever, in my opinion, like they were gonna get upset. Um, this guy Rashad Williams, I mean, their whole concept. And after this game, Oakland went to zero and seven. Now, that's kind of misleading, right? Zero and seven. You assume they're terrible. They're not great, but you know they're playing a lot of, you know, games up, um, and. Some of them, they're getting blown out. Uh, they went to OT with Michigan. Um, so that would have been, like, for them, that would have been a huge win, obviously. Um, but this Rashad Williams guy, he goes off in the previous game. Um, let me see for how much. He gets 32 points against Oklahoma State, who's a decent basketball team. Um, gives Oklahoma State a scare. Uh MSU ends up winning by 18. They score 109, which is crazy. But what's not good is they let Oakland score 91. Now, I do see in some of these games, it's like you're kind of like running on them so easily that these little extra baskets here and there are just nothing to you. And I've seen games, by games, where MSU lets a lesser team score like close to 90. But it's because Michigan State's just blowing them out. Um it doesn't it what the optics weren't great you know 
Oakland was the Rashad Williams guy was just jacking threes, man. It was crazy. He goes eight for seventeen, um, and a lot of them were tough, like <laughs> fadeaway guy right on him, just like jacking something and swishing. And it's like, what are you gonna do? Um, they play this sort of zone, so they try to force a lot of turnovers. They ended up with eleven steals against Michigan State. That's terrible. Like, um, MSU with 18 turnovers is just not good. And all of these things that kind of make you wonder, like, has if Duke is no good, has MSU even played a good team? Um, you know, Notre Dame, respectable. Duke, respectable in terms of them being a Power 5 team. And you're not just going to, you know, it's not just a guaranteed win. That's for sure. Um Notre Dame beat Kentucky. Now, Kentucky does not look good, but, um, you know, it's like it's not like it's a given win, that's for sure. Uh, We'll see about Duke. Jury's out. But, really, I don't know if there's a lot more to talk about. Like, they came with upset on their mind. They took Michigan to OT. I think there probably is a little bit of an extra umph for the in-state big guys like Michigan and Michigan State. Like, they go to Oklahoma State. Like, what does that even mean to them? Who who right. do they care about with Oklahoma State? Nobody. But they win this game. They get to go see Michigan State fans left and right. They get to be like, you know, for the rest of their life, talk about it, essentially. They're not going to do that with Oklahoma State. Um, so there's, you know, an element of that. But, I mean, let's be real. MSU won by 18. Um, it was definitely closer in that at a lot of the time, but they pretty much scored at will. And I think a lot of that led to lazier defense. You know, you're just like, okay, this is easy. Do we really need to like play for like national championship defense on them? Probably not. And that's where you see, um, I'll say though, not a great game, um, for a team that's zero and seven. Regardless, uh, you want to be sharper in that. Way too many turnovers. Aaron Henry at six. <laughs> it's really bad. Not great. Really bad. Not great. Um, I mean, he had a good stat line other than that. 15 points, five rebounds, five assists, two blocks, three steals. Pretty good. They also um, put Aaron Her- Henry on Rashad Williams after a spell. And he kind of... You could tell, like, that's when his luck had ran out. Um, he was bothered by Aaron Henry's size and athleticism. And even if he wasn't getting a piece of the ball, he was affecting his shot big time. And uh, that's really all she wrote. Um, Joey Hauser, good game. Ten points, ten rebounds, four assists. Um, still just way too many turnovers with this group. You look at every single player they in the box score basically has turnovers. Foster Lawyer, though, I said this on the podcast a while back. Now, he made all his free throws. Great. Um, he went two for three from three. Awesome. Um, and, uh, you know, ten points, seven assists. Great. Zero turnovers. Awesome. He uh, – it I doesn't have this right here in front of me. He had several charges. Um, and to be honest, he was in great defensive position 
it wasn't a there might have been an element of he's a small white kid so you know that helps you get charges but um he was in great defensive position he earned every charge i thought um and i said this on the podcast like at some point you may or may not remember ryan like he was just useless defensively i mean non-existent and i was like wait dude you got to add something you got to try to put something into your defensive game that makes you a value or an asset. And um, I said he needs to like probably get better at charge, get, taking charges, right? And now his the increase in the amount of charge calls he's earning is like has risen unprecedentedly. Like it went from I don't think he ever got a single one, maybe one, I can't really recall. To he's getting like multiple in a game. Now, if this became a trend where he's getting charged all the time, it would go like the Brad Davison route where, you know, refs would kind of get wise to it. You know, you don't get all those calls repeatedly for whatever damn reason. And it's funny I bring this up because the charge call is is in the uh, social media world right now. It's, you know, a lot of people are saying get rid of it. Um, I don't really want to go into that conversation right now but it is a hot topic um so that's that game gone whatever msu goes to six and oh um i don't think they're gonna make up the virginia game i know that they say they're gonna try whatever i i personally just don't think that's ever gonna happen um so i'm just gonna say uh msu undefeated in the non-conference take it right i mean 100 percent we'll take it might not have been exactly what we thought you know like struggle against the acc teams and and uh blow out the buy games but it kind of went opposite almost <laughs> which is weird um and now uh tomorrow um from when we're recording this on sunday they will be playing northwestern to open up their uh Big Ten season now. Um, everything's you know fresh zero zero. You don't know how the season's gonna go. What games are gonna get canceled? I think it's you know every opportunity you get in the Big Ten, you gotta seize it. Now, MSU's kind of set themselves up nicely for making a tournament bid. Regardless, you know, go perfect in the non-conference. They're also a brand that never hurts. Um, but you got to take care of these games. Northwestern, it should be a W. On uh, Ken Palm, it's a 78-74 victory for Michigan State. That's good. It's because it's in Illinois. Um, wow. I'm imagining that's part of the reason it's so small. Northwestern, they're 68 on Ken Palm. Uh, they have a couple of guys. Uh, I think you probably remember Boo Booey went off against us. He's a sophomore now. Yeah. I believe he's a sophomore now. Um, a couple of other players like Pete Nance, Miller Cop. You know these names. Um, and then they've got this guy. I don't even know how to say his name. Chase Audige. Audige. It's okay. We're we're on a. We're gonna put your names in today, so it's not. I'm usually deal. good at this part, but I have never heard his <laughs> name said out loud. I'll be honest. Um, a lot of usage for this guy. He's the main ball handler um, in terms of where the ball goes. I should say. Um, 
he really doesn't turn the ball over, which is, you know, probably part of the reason they keep it in his hands. Um, not a terrific shooter from three point, but you know, uh, this is their guy. Um, you're going to see a pr- probably a very um, composed game from Chase Audige. And then he's got his shooters, his boo-booey. You know, watch out for this dude. It's probably going to hit some shots against us, of course. Ty Berry, um, really strong three-point shooter for them. Uh, Miller Kopp has had a great year in, <coughs> pardon, in that respect. Um they don't turn the ball over a lot, this team. And, you know, MSU does. So, you know, I haven't watched a lot of Northwestern. Um, I haven't watched a single Northwestern game all year. To be I'm familiar with their game. guys. I know that I peaked in when they yeah. lost to Pittsburgh. Just barely. By one point. And uh, otherwise. Pitt's also not good. <laughs> yeah. They are not that's good. A, that's a good point. But, yes. Um <laughs> They've dropped, like, they've scored a lot in their games, um, in their bye games, I should say. Um, 92 points against Arkansas Pine Bluff, 111 against Chicago State, 100 against Quincy, which I think is like a D2 team, not even, I don't even think they're D1. But, um, you know, I think they're going to hit shots, and I think they're going to give MSU a scare if they don't come to play. Honestly, I know that sounds, yeah. you might not agree, but I think that, it's going to be an uncomfortable one. I don't think that they're the Northwestern is god awful. They're not the worst team in the Big Ten by any means, but no, they're they're yeah. just they're just not that good. They are shooting as opinion. a team forty point seven percent from three. Now, jeez, let's see how they shot in that Pittsburgh game though when they play ACC opponent. Right. Um, twenty eight percent. Okay. So, you know, maybe when they play MSU's length and their athleticism, their defense, you could see this just get – I'll say this. After having watched MSU struggle against these bye games, if they run Northwestern off the court, I'm going to feel really good because um, it shows that they can bring it. It's just they they hadn't been. You know what I mean? Like they're playing down to opponents. Um, I'm sure that they're going to take Big Ten serious. You know, this is a big deal. Um, right. So, yes, I'm saying I think it's going to be a close one because I do. I think that four-point Ken Palm is probably not even wrong. I think it could be close to that. But if MSU runs them off the court, it's because Northwestern's just not going to be able to deal with their their defensive wings. Uh, definitely not their presence inside because that's not what MSU does well. But um. Yeah, I I see this going as a close one. Um, and I think that you're probably gonna see some Northwestern guys hitting threes, and it's gonna make you sweat. That's my prediction for this game. What do you think, Ryan? Yeah, I think it's gonna be closer than expected. I, uh, I mean, I obviously expect MSU to win, but uh. Northwestern's got some decent dudes like Cop and uh, Nance that and Boo Booey who can score and uh, so I mean it's not like Northwestern's a scrub they're 
solid team. They've just dealt with so many injuries over the last couple of years, and they've kind of just ruined any kind of hopes they've had. Uh, I mean, they've recruited way better under uh, Collins than they ever have. Uh, Nance was a big time, was a pretty big recruit, and uh, pretty sure Bowie was a solid recruit. So, I. Uh, yeah, I expect it to be kind of close. So it'll probably be a scary ride. MSU should win this game for sure. On that, we agree. Um, I think MSU's just got more bodies, more talent. And let's be real. Uh, can you even remember the last time we lost to Northwestern? It's been a while, I think. Man, it's probably last, – the last time I remember losing to Northwestern was when that Kevin Coble dude went off. Years ago, Years. that was uh, that was a long time ago. I, I'm sure it's been before then, but that was the last time I remember, you know, losing. I don't game. remember one in the like in my near memory, to be honest. It's been a long time. Um, and you know they had that incredible comeback that, um, Jaron Jackson's year. Um, yeah, in the eighteen. I think season. that you know part of that. Is definitely there's a lot of MSU fans in that area, so Northwestern mm-hmm. has a tough time getting home games against Michigan State. Right, every time they play them is like an MSU home game, so we're gonna see them on like a neutral this time. Um, and I'm interested. I do think this is gonna be close, just based on MSU's recent performances. I I would like to see what I said they could do. They could come and bring the heat, and um, Northwesterner just can't score on them. And you could see that, but I don't think it's as likely. Just a just a prediction, I guess. Um, do you got anything left on this? No, it pretty much covers everything. Okay, well, I have one thing. I, I This is basically ancient history at this point, but I don't know if we talked about this, if we have even potted since it's occurred. Probably didn't. We just forgot. There was a, a development with Imani Bates and his recruitment to MSU. Um, I'm pretty sure you know where I'm going with this, Ryan. Um, yep. He plays on Ipsy Prep with a a signee of Michigan State, Jaden Akins. Well, Jaden Akins has been removed or dismissed from the team. I don't know what the relationship is like. Uh, I do know it was kind of a riff between the two. It was based on, um, I guess, I think there's a certain camp that thought Jaden Akins isn't being a selfless enough player, which is kind of funny <laughs> because when you watch him, it's like Imani is the the selfish one, if we're being honest. Um, he uses the ball the most. You could say there's a good reason for that, and I might not argue with you on that. But um, anyway, they're, they're not on the same team anymore. Now, Jaden Akins is signed. That means he's in. Obviously, Imani, it's not as concrete or even close to that. But um, if he was going to reclass, it would have been to join the incoming class of Akins. And now there's a lot of skepticism about the possibility of that. If they don't like each other, why would he end up going to play with him? So, you know, that's a hit. I think it's hard to say otherwise. Um, it's not good in terms of the chances for him to go to MSU. Now, 
Could it b- turn out to be totally negligible and we're blowing this up? 100%. Um, but it's hard to say that this is a good thing. It, I could, I'd have to lie to you. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> yeah, there's that. And, and like I said, this is such old news at this point, but it has to be mentioned if we're going to talk about the basketball program. This was kind of a big deal, this kid. I don't know if you guys know that. I'm pretty sure you do, though. Um, Jay Nakins is a star, though, but not quite on the level of an uh, Imani Bates. Not even close, unfortunately. Um, at any rate, I always trust Izzo. You know, Jalen Terry decommitted. He would be playing on this team right now for green and white. Yeah. Um and I know there are a lot of people who are disappointed. Um, I just say I trust Izzo. You know what? It was really a trade-off for Hogard. And who knows? I haven't watched any Jalen Terry. Terry. I don't know if he's played at all. He's played. He played well. Well, his stance didn't look good. I mean, he can hoop. It's just, what's the more better fit? And I, I honestly can't say. It could turn out to be a loss, for sure. But from what I've seen of Hogard, he's not going to really do a lot for the team this year. But this guy is like a Valentine like mold. It's so obvious. It's crazy. Almost honestly, it's it's like somebody's messing with us. <laughs> They're like, let's see if we can get another guy that resembles Valentine so closely that's going to mess with their heads. Um, I'm not talking about physically. I'm, I mean, there's a little bit of resemblance in terms of his build, but. The way he plays, the second he st- he had the ball in his hands for MSU, I was like, "Oh my gosh, I see why the staff took him. He's what they like. He's that. He's that mold." Um, and so I'm excited about it. I don't think that they will regret this. I don't know if I've said this, Ryan. I feel like I have, but I'm going to say it again. I have a really bold take on Hogard, and it's that um, that. You know, there was a Cassius era and sort of a Valentine era, sort of, you know, big four-time, four-year players. Um, I think Hogard is the next, the next four-year star. Yeah. There's going to be better guys who come through. I just don't think they're going to be four-year. Right. You know? um, that's my take. I mean, and it looks like these, it's not like a crazy take because it looks so easy at this point. He looks like Valentine is reborn into like a point guard. Um so, I kind of went on a tangent there, but um, <laughs> my point is, is that I trust the staff. If they don't end up getting Imani and they take J- um, Jaden, you know, I think that MSU is going to be feeling pretty good regardless. Right. If you look at what they've got going and coming in, and <laughs> and just a little anecdote to add on. Recently, Izzo has said something like. This pandemic is giving me a a boost of ten more years of, of my career. <laughs> I'll be uh, he doesn't. I think from what I read, I could be misinterpreting. Um, he doesn't want to be stuck at home like that. He wants to grind. And uh, I, I mean, I'm gonna say that's a good thing for us, right? No doubt. <laughs> um. So yeah, that's a little run up on the basketball program. Still incredible things going on over there. I'm going to say some names. Max Christie. 
Jaden Akins, Pierre Brooks, Enoch Boache. You don't bring in anything else, you're pretty freaking happy with that. Look at the team they have right now. There's like they could make, break into two teams that could like make a run at the Big Ten. I mean, it's it's a just an absolute um, what's the word? I can't think of it. It they're just uh, amassing riches over there. Um, so I'm feeling good either way. Honestly, this the thing that I will annoy me the most is if Imani decommits, Michigan fans are going to treat it like they just like <laughs> won something. But what the the thing is, we all know that he might not go there. Right. And and we also know that we'll be fine regardless and that MSU is going to do their thing. It's just not like a Isaiah Todd or Josh Christopher thing at all where that would have like kick-started the whole career of Juwan Howard. You know what I mean? Like, this isn't that at all. Um, we know he might never come. We know that he might never play a single game in the NCAA. But if he decommits, they're just going to treat it like like they just like actually won a game on the field or on the court or something. <laughs> like, that's chalk one up for them. It's just, like, ridiculous. You know I'm right, but I think they, they would disagree. Um, so, we going to do some picks? Yeah, no. I'm trying to think if we've covered everything. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, Big Ten news. Uh, the fat slob Brett Bielema is back in the Big Ten. The Illinois hired him today. So, yeah. Bert. Good old Bert is back in the Big Ten. Okay, well. Um... And also, Wisconsin just beat Louisville by 40 points. <laughs> yeah. Um look looking like I was probably gonna lose to Gonzaga. That's as too well. bad. That's <laughs> uh Ryan, I didn't have money on that game. <laughs> I definitely didn't bet on Gonzaga. Yeah, definitely definitely would not do that. I'm definitely not going to take my girlfriend out with the money I want. <laughs> um, it's not over yet, but and I have against the spread. Who knows? Iowa crazy like backdoor cover, totally kill me. Possible. Um, Eleven point game right now. Yeah. So, so football season is over. We're not doing picks on those, right? That's. Picks no, are, no, are up. We're we're that. This is so funny, Ryan. You are 20, 20, and 1. <laughs> 20, 20. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's a good sign. Right or is that a really bad that's sign? That's a bad sign. That's a really bad <laughs> sign. You uh, better watch your back, dude. <laughs> <laughs> um, I went 22, 18, and 1. It's just funny how it goes to show. I barely got above 500. You got 500. I don't know anything. You know way more than me on this. Um, it's just like whatever. And we're bet we're betting against the spreads. Like if you were picking winners, you would be probably lights out. Yeah, probably. Um. So that's over now. Hoops. We picked last week. I think we just did like the ACC challenge, right? 
and we yeah, picked against the spread. We yeah. did not do well against the spread. Now, I think if we had picked just the ACC challenge, which I like to do, I feel like maybe we should have done that. Just like pick the games. Um, I feel like we would have nailed it mm-hmm. because we were going mostly Big Ten in that first group. But at any rate, I went four and seven. You went three and eight. Jesus, not good. yikes! Yeah, not good. I was looking when I was going through. I was like, "Oh wow, it's not <laughs> we're great. good at this." Um, but if you want to lay out now that we have actual Big Ten basketball, are we doing um, all? Are we doing everything? Or are we just doing Big Ten games? Big Ten only okay. for the next week. So just go to like. I guess you can include next Saturday. Just go well, to the next calendar to, week. You're going to have to do uh, spreads on Ken Palm because they obviously don't have them out yet because basketball is different. Gotcha. Okay. Um, if you just, like, tell me the games on each day, I'll pull it up. All right. MSU Northwestern on Sunday and Illinois Rutgers on Sunday. Okay. MSU Northwestern, we talked about that. Four points um, for MSU. What do you got? MSU is going to cover that. Okay. Um, And I'm going to take the same. Just at the end, I easily see like a, you know, it could be close. some, Some late baskets and free throws and, you know, that's all. Okay. And then you said... Illinois. Rutgers. That is that a is... Rutgers win by one. So Rutgers hmm. minus one. Uh, I'm going to take Illinois to cover. That is fascinating. Yeah. Definitely take it. I might bet on that one. <laughs> um. Okay. Next one's. Uh, one second here. Uh, struggling. There we go. No games Monday, Tuesday. Uh, Nebraska at Wisconsin. Um, Wisconsin by. No, is that right? Sixteen. <laughs> I mean, Nebraska's really bad, so. Yeah. I'm going to take Wisconsin. I'm going to take the Badgers as well, actually. Okay. Uh, Next game, Purdue at Iowa. Hold on, let me find it. Okay. Iowa by seven. Uh, I'm going to pick Purdue to cover that. I think I will beat him. Okay. Wednesday, Rutgers at Ohio State. Rutgers. Oh, so Ohio State's going to, is a uh, minus two. Oh, geez. I'll take Rutgers. Rutgers. I'm going to take Rutgers as well. No. 
Uh, next it. game is Illinois at Penn State. Illinois by two. Only two points. Give me Illinois. Yeah, there's got to be some some home court stuff going on. Uh, Northwestern Indiana next game. Um, Indiana by eight. Uh, give me Indiana. I'm going to take Northwestern. All right, next game. Okay. Wisconsin, I guess we'll do the MSU game last. Uh, or we can do it now, actually. Wisconsin, MSU on Friday. Wisconsin by one. <laughs> really? I'm picking MSU. Is this this is at Breslin? I'm going to take MSU with the points at home. It's hard to pass that one up. Uh, Maryland, Purdue. Mm, Purdue by four. Uh, I'll take Purdue. Yeah. Michigan, Nebraska. Michigan by 10. Uh, I will take Nebraska to cover that, I guess. I'm going to take Michigan. Uh, Iowa, Minnesota. So many more picks. We got one day left after this. Two more games after this. Iowa by five. I'm going to take the Gophers to cover that. Take Iowa. Last two games, Ohio State, Northwestern. Um, Ohio State by three. Yeah, I'm taking the Buckeyes. Yeah, same. Last game, Indiana, Illinois. That's a good one. Illinois by three. Yeah, give me give me the line I same. Okay. Wow, a lot more picks. Okay. Both of us picked MSU. Um, I mean to be fair, uh a lot of people would probably pick MSU to cover against Northwestern. But um, that Wisconsin game is going to be a thriller. I can't believe that's just like this week. Yeah, that's crazy. Uh, it's on Christmas Day, too, which is going to be weird. Awesome. What time is that one at? Um, good question. 12.30. There's four games on Christmas Day. Dang. That's perfect. I think. Um. Speaking of Ohio State, I don't know what the hell they're doing right now in football. They're down by four. Northwestern's driving. 
What's what quarter? Third. Just started up again. <laughs> That'd be quite enough, though, huh? Yeah. Um. All right. Well, I guess you know football is just kind of like a wamp wamp. I mean, is there gonna be a bowl game? Nope. It's over. Season's over. Oh yeah. Um. Gonna be some changes. Basketball's just ramping up. I'll be honest. Ryan, I'm kind of relieved football's over. Yeah. It wasn't like a great season, and the pandemic just made everything just like messier. Right. And um, just good to like get those two big dubs and you know move ahead. I'm Start. cool. I, I I'm not like I said. I don't really. I'm not really gonna get upset about this year. I mean, it's a COVID season. Who who gives a damn? Kind of. Right. You know. Who cares? Right, uh, and just the weirdest thing I've ever seen. And I just, I mean, great. They won two games. They shouldn't have won. I'm cool with it. Yeah, and um, now we can focus on one thing, not like on the pod necessarily, but just as fans. Right. Um, and let's be honest, there's some optimism. <laughs> and that, yeah, just, just just a bit in basketball, you know. Um. So. Yeah. I'm, I'm kind of relieved that's over and we can kind of put a bow on that football season because, wow, it was weird and <laughs> messy. And Hopefully it's back to normal next year. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. We have to actually hope for that. Yep. <laughs> um, as, I, we, as I'm talking right now, Michigan State basketball tweeting uh, pictures of them heading out. So the Spartans are en route to uh, Illinois. It's not a very long trip for them. And we got some basketball tomorrow. Yep. Yeah, it should be interesting to see what happens. All right, Ryan. It's been a little bit since our last recording. Maybe, uh, who knows, if something happens, we'll talk before Christmas. But if not... Um, a Merry Christmas to you and yours. You as well, my friend. And a Happy New Year, but we'll talk before then. We will um, before, talk before that, for sure. <laughs> I hope it's a Happy New Year. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, um, can't, can't get much worse than 2020, I would hope. So, yeah, uh, it's going to be a better year. This time it's <laughs> easy to say that. Um, all right. Well, uh, Merry Christmas, everyone, and uh, go green. Go white.